0: There are many popular pastors today who teach in the name of Jesus Christ.
1: In the name of Jesus!
0: They say things that sound kind of Christian.
1: And if that blood sacrifice was accepted, Jesus was the first human being that was ever born again.
0: They invite people to put their faith in Jesus Christ.
2: Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart, I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again.
0: But as you listen more and more to these popular pastors, you can't help but get the feeling that something's not quite right. That something really, really important is missing. Let's take a look at and examine 50 of the most troubling popular Christian teachers around the world today, progressing to the most shocking one at the end. Kat Kerr is a self-proclaimed prophetess who claims to receive divine revelations about heaven and supernatural miracles. Either Kat Kerr is unbelievably self-deceived, or she is blatantly lying to impress people. She says that she has been to heaven thousands of times. For anyone that's new, Kat's been to heaven, along with a lot of other
1: people, even ones that I know, yes. personally, have had visited heaven. You've had hundreds or thousands of times.
0: Thousands of
3: times. Um, yeah, and so... Thousands of times. Kat Kerr goes to heaven with more regular than you and I would go to the, to the bathroom.
0: I'd like to think that Kat Kerr is merely crazy, but it remains that her teachings are extremely dangerous and should be completely avoided. Sid Roth hosts TV and radio shows featuring alleged miracles, prophetic revelations, and supernatural encounters that are highly contested as fringe or heretical by mainstream Christian denominations. The gift of tongues is supposed to be a miraculous gift of speaking a language you do not know that comes from God. But here is Sid Roth saying the quiet part out loud and reveals the truth about what he and most other popular Christian teachers are actually doing when they are supposedly speaking in tongues.
1: I can't do it for you. I can tell you how to pray in supernatural languages. So you start speaking like little baby words and say them as fast as you humanly can. If you don't move your tongue and speak, no one else will do I said fast, you can do it faster than that. If I had a gun in your ribs, you could do it
2: faster.
3: You can do it faster than that. If I had a gun in your ribs, you could do it faster. Can't you just see the apostle Paul saying, something like this. Do it faster, faster. If I had a dagger in your side, you could do it faster than that. Does that even remotely look like what we just saw illustrated? Does that even remotely look like what we see in the book of Acts? Absolutely not. This is, this is pagan. This is the flesh.
0: Of course, Justin Peters is absolutely correct. What Sid Roth and so many other radical charismatics are doing is absolutely pagan and not at all Christian. Brandon Robertson is one of the most popular progressive Christians in the culture today. Brandon has taught many unbelievably non-Christian things. Here's a fascinating clip of Brandon exalting sexual immorality and then being interrupted by something.
3: Maybe the future of the church and of our world is truly in the hands of what Martin Luther King Jr. called the creatively maladjusted. Maybe minorities, sexual and gender minorities, have something to teach the church about dying to self, about new life, about...
4: Not a sign of God's judgment, okay?
0: Of course, we can't be certain whether this was just a coincidence or an act of God, but what we do know for certain is that Brandon is about as far from the Christian faith as any non-Christian. Rob Bell is a pastor who, among many other things, questioned traditional views of hell. Here is Rob on the Unbelievable podcast being unwilling to say that he believes the biblical orthodox view of hell. But is it fair to say you do believe in a universalism in the sense of that everyone will ultimately freely choose to be won over by the love of God? I don't know. Do you? Well, do you? And here's Rob demonstrating that he has compromised on far more than just the issue of hell.
1: I think it's great that you all made a conscious choice to include marriage in here. Absolutely. Yeah. Why?
2: Because one of the oldest aches in the bones of humanity is loneliness. It's one of the things that goes way, way back. Loneliness is not good for the world. And so whoever you are, gay or straight, it is totally normal, natural and healthy.
0: Hillsong is a hip young ministry known for its rock concert-like worship services and former pastor's scandals. Carl Lentz used to be the ultra-popular celebrity pastor of Hillsong in the United States, and he was even good friends with Justin Bieber himself. But listen to what Lentz says when asked about ending the lives of pre-born children.
1: So it's not a sin in your church to have an...
4: Um, That's the kind of conversation we would have finding out your story, where you're from, what Work you believe through it. Like talk Yeah, about I mean, God's the judge. People have to live to their own convictions, and I think if I have to tell you.
0: Clearly, there is more of a concern about being acceptable to the world and the culture than there is about being faithful to what Scripture clearly teaches. Andy Stanley is a megachurch pastor who calls for adapting Christianity to modern times. One example of Andy compromising to try to adapt Christianity to modern times is how he teaches people to stop saying, because the Bible says so.
2: When it comes to anchoring, what am I anchoring this to? I'm not anchoring because the Bible says the Bible, I quit saying the Bible says nine years ago. I don't think I've said it yet, since, unless it just slipped out. Quit saying the scripture says, quit saying all that, because
0: I quit believing it. No, it's a change of approach. However, pointing people away from the Bible is not at all what Christian pastors should be The Bible is our central source of truth and to teach anything otherwise is doing people an extremely dangerous disservice. Mike Todd is the young pastor of a very social media-savvy megachurch in Oklahoma, Transformation Church. As Christians, we are called to stay far away from sin. Yet, here is Mike Todd, light-heartedly talking about getting as close to sin as he can to put on an entertaining Easter service. So I said, we
1: gonna go to the edge on this. And they said, Pastor, how far on the edge are we gonna go? I said, we
0: gonna do everything short of sin. Oh, y'all,
4: so I felt the religious people, they booties got
0: tight right there. Mike also seems to disapprove of what God has revealed in the Bible. He's ashamed of what God has decided and wishes God did things differently. If I was there, maybe I would have told him, is there something in the middle you could do like kind of a, like a little maybe if somebody, well, I was born like this. I don't know how I feel that I feel you. And I wish that there was an option of other in the kingdom. No, I'm serious as a pastor. Like, so what do you think about? I don't know. Todd White is a street evangelist who is known for public healings that have been criticized as staged or exaggerated. It's always a telltale sign when a supposed Christian teacher not only doesn't recognize how dangerous of a false teacher Kenneth Copeland is, but even goes so far as to praise Kenneth Copeland, which is exactly what Todd White does.
4: Kenneth Copeland has taught me so much. I, I, you guys can think what you want. There's people that have said, I've had partners that are partners with lifestyle. They're like, well now that we know that you're in cahoots with this false prophet, we don't want to partner with you. I feel bad for you. I do. I don't, I don't need your partnership. It's
0: not about that.
4: See, you don't know that Kenneth Copeland is one of the most generous people alive on the planet. And
0: here's Todd White communicating the heretical idea that he doesn't sin anymore.
4: He came and gave me this pure heart and I've never violated it with anything. Because I love Jesus. My hands are clean. My heart is pure. I love him with all my heart. I'm going to stand before him and he's going to say, well done. What's he going to say when you stand before him? You can actually have the word so strong inside of your heart that you never have to slip. People are like, well, that's false. That's not true. Well, you're wrong. I live with me.
0: Rod Parsley is a charismatic Ohio pastor who promises financial blessings for people who donate to his ministry. Here's Rod Parsley shamelessly trying to get people to give to his ministry for the wrong reasons.
3: Oh, you have a seed, and that seed today is the seed of greatness. You may be great right now, but you're about to be greater. You may be blessed right now, and many of you are, but you're about to be blessed like you've never been blessed before, and some of you need to step into blessing and you do that with an act of faith, Yes. $300. Why is that significant? It's significant, number one, because it got your attention. And it's significant, number two, because that's what the prophet of God spoke. You say, but I may not have $300 right now. Well, what do you have? Do you have 100? Do you have 150? Take a step of faith toward God right now. But everyone who wants to move to greatness, listen to the voice of God, Release it to God and
0: watch. Our motivation for giving should not be because we expect God to bless and repay us, but simply because we recognize that God deserves our worship. Lou Engle is a revivalist preacher who is also extremely charismatic in his theology. Here, Lou is sitting on stage with both Benny Hinn and Bill Johnson, talking about the significance of dreams. I know that many of you might find a lot of significance in your dreams, but I do want us to really think about this.
4: It was just a dream. What do you mean, just a dream? Who knows what angels had to fight through to to break into your world to give you their thoughts and you just say it's just a dream. I think the church needs to stop saying it's just
2: a dream.
3: But dear friends, that is exactly what it is. It's just a dream. There are no significance to your dreams. They're just dreams. I dreamed one time that I was being chased around a Kentucky Fried Chicken by four tornadoes. My doctor may tell me not to go to KFC, but I don't think that was God trying to tell me not to go to KFC.
0: Today, the canon of Scripture is complete. So God no longer needs to communicate his truth to us directly. Instead of being obsessed with looking to dreams to find something more, let us as Christians be satisfied with the perfect revelation that we already have in Scripture. Cheon is an influential pastor within the New Apostolic Reformation. Cheon believes that the office of apostle still exists today, and probably that he himself is an apostle. Because what we have to do is recognize who are the ones who really are the called uh, as apostles to those various mountains. Because uh, as far as spiritual authority goes, the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter twelve twenty-eight: as yes. first apostles, second prophets. Their teachers and in my observation the ones that are really bring about transformation in society are people who are in the uh, marketplace apostles marketplace prophets okay. not just the nuclear church obviously in yes. the religion mountain you have yes. the nuclear church apostle yes. but when you begin to realize the business people who are really making a lot of money are marketplace apostles and they are just uh, God's given them tremendous authority or the government mountain. Uh,
3: I just had the privilege of meeting with the president of Korea South okay. Korea mm-hmm. and he is a, an apostle on the
0: Cover However, the Bible defines an apostle in a very different way than Cheyenne does. Listen to what Vodi Bauckham says here.
1: Let me say unequivocally, we have no apostles today. Amen. They're, they're gone. The age of the apostles is over. There are no apostles today. According to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, the apostles, right, and the prophets were the foundation upon which the church is built. I don't know how many foundations your house has. Mine only has one. Huh? The foundation is done. We do not have apostles today. The apostles have the authority to give us the scriptures. We do not have people today who have the authority to give us the scriptures. We do not have apostles today.
0: Heidi Baker is known for her claims of raising the dead and miraculous feedings in Mozambique. She is very closely associated with other problematic teachers such as Kenneth Copeland and Bill Johnson. Here is a clip of Heidi Baker with Kenneth Copeland. For the word of the Lord has come to me saying.
3: So this is a thus saith the Lord moment. Faithful. Faithful in little.
1: Faithful with more. Faithfulness in my eyes.
0: And take a look at how Heidi leads a church service at Bethel. So
2: you're going to take it, you're going to put it on somebody else's head a watch and then say more Lord. Whoa! more lord everybody place place that anointing that crown that gift upon someone else's head keep praying every single one of you impartation legacy 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 increase your glory more lord try it again try it again try it again try it again more lord fire there's fire place it on their heads find somebody i think he's got it shake up fire place it on another one's head fire Legacy! Legacy!
0: Of course, absolutely none of this kind of ridiculous behavior comes from the Bible. It's all for show and to give people an emotional experience. Bill Johnson is the leader of Bethel Church, which is focused on faith healings and supernatural signs and wonders. Johnson teaches the idea that it's always God's will to heal.
4: Does God ever choose not to heal? No, God chose 2,000 years ago to make a purchase. Now I bought a new car last fall and I've got uh, 10,000 miles on it. It's the will of God for my life. It's a Chevy avalanche, leather interior, four wheel drive. Dead deer fit nicely in the back of the bed of the truck. It's It's a beautiful thing. This
0: leads to lots of people feeling devastated because they think they don't have enough faith to be healed, when the reality could simply be that it's not God's will to heal them at this time for God's own sovereign purposes. And that is okay. Bill Johnson is one of the primary figures in the New Apostolic Reformation Movement, which is basically the heretical Word of Faith Movement on steroids.
1: Bill
3: Johnson. Bill Johnson in Redding, California. He's uh, one of the leaders, movers, and shakers of the New Apostolic Reformation Movement. This is kind of an offshoot of the Word of Faith Movement. It's everything that Word of Faith is. Even worse, they have even more emphasis on miracles and signs and wonders and prophetic utterances and and modern-day apostles and things like this. Bill Johnson is a wolf. He is a false teacher.
0: Johnson has used the popularity of Bethel music to grow Bethel's presence in the culture, but the theology behind Bethel music is extremely dangerous. Shepard Bushiri is a megachurch pastor in Africa who claims to perform miracles and lives lavishly. It's absolutely unbelievable the lengths that pastors like these will go to to scam their followers. Take a look at this ridiculous video from Shepard Bushiri. Obviously the camera zooms in to hide whatever it is that holds Bushiri up during this time It's an obvious scam and Bushiri is utterly unqualified to be a minister of God Chris Oyakalome is a Nigerian pastor who heads a massive church and media empire across Africa. Here's Oyakalome unashamedly teaching the heretical Little Gods Doctrine.
2: I want you to understand, don't ever think again that we are humans. I want you to understand the graduation of revelation. I want you to understand, at a certain period, at a certain period, the apostles thought they were humans. They said so, they thought so, when they tried to stop others from almost worshiping them. They said, look, we're humans like you. No, that's where they were wrong. You that you also have the potentials to become gods if you believe in Jesus.
0: Oyakulome actually said that the apostles were wrong in stopping people from worshiping them. Absolute blasphemy. Rodney Howard Brown is a charismatic preacher known for uncontrolled holy laughter at revival meetings. Here's an example of how Rodney prays, and then take a look at the ridiculous quote-unquote conversation that Rodney has with Kenneth Copeland using quote-unquote tongues.
3: Rodney Howard Brown, come
1: here, hand hand that to to Rodney. Stand right up here Rodney. Uh oh to, to drink, to drink, to drink, to drink, to drink,
4: to drink, to drink, to drink, to drink.
0: People like Rodney and Kenneth Copeland are making an absolute mockery of the Christian faith. John Hagee is yet another proponent of the prosperity gospel. Listen to Hagee compare tithing to Wall Street, which is absolutely ridiculous and pretty disgusting.
2: Every time
3: God gives you an opportunity to give, he is giving you an opportunity to increase your income. Matthew 13, 3 and 8, Jesus said, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and the seed fell on good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some
4: thirty. A hundredfold, actually, with a calculator, is ten thousand percent. Wall Street doesn't have
0: But that's simply not at all how tithing and giving work. There's not a guaranteed rate of return that God owes us if we give to God. Oral Roberts is a supposed televangelist healer, one of the first preachers of seed faith and prosperity gospel theology. Roberts is Kenneth Copeland's mentor, and here is Roberts and Copeland laughing after shamelessly mocking a Bible verse.
3: Now, Brother Copeland, and your dear wife, Gloria, would you look at us? Look on us. Hey, silver and gold have we plenty.
0: (laughs) Apparently, they think it's funny that they have tons of money and the apostles did not. David Oyedepo is a Nigerian pastor said to be worth over 150 million dollars from his megachurch empire in Africa. Oyedepo's prosperity gospel resonates with them.
3: The siege of unemployment is over in your life. The siege of business, frustration, stagnation, and failure is finally
0: over. The big donation baskets fill quickly. The belief is the more you give during and after the church service, the more your wealth will increase. David Oyedepo is very good friends with Kenneth Copeland, which is a major Red flag in itself, if you know anything about Kenneth Copeland. I'm
4: glad tonight to have my most revived mentor who has taken time to be part of this feast all the way at his very young age to be part of what is happening here. We love you, sir, and we are ready to receive from you. Amen.
0: Fred Price was an early pioneer of prosperity theology focused on financial wealth through positive confessions. Listen to Price teach that wealth is required for God's will to be done on earth.
3: And apparently whatever God is doing in the earth realm is going to take wealth or money to get it done. Otherwise there would be no need to give us power or ability to get wealth. So he says, and you shall remember. So we're supposed to remember this. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power or ability to get wealth so that he may establish Establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers
0: I wonder if Price has ever read the book of Acts where countless people came to Christ through the preaching of persecuted apostles who had virtually nothing (laughs) Kenneth Hagin is called the father of the word of faith movement that later became the prosperity gospel Hagin's extreme charismatic theology leads him to do demonic things like this during his quote-unquote sermons
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Juanita Bynum is a Pentecostal televangelist and singer, known for her dramatic spiritual warfare performances. Bynum charged people $1,500 to learn how to pray, and we can easily guess that she's teaching people how to pray to become wealthy like her.
1: Minister Juanita Bynum has decided to have a prayer institute. Well, that doesn't sound bad, right? Because you know people need to go and learn how to pray and just pray in general, right? Well, the thing is, she's charging $1,500 to teach. Teach people, how to pray. Now, in October, she's going to be offering this intensive course for seven sessions, two hours a piece, where she will teach you how to pray for $1,500.
0: Dana Muldoon is a self-proclaimed prophetess who claims to raise the dead, but was later arrested for fraud. Take a look at this fascinating clip of a Calvary Chapel pastor calling out Muldoon publicly.
4: Thank you tonight. I appreciate you very, very much. God bless you. You wanted to say something to the Calvary Chapel. Hey, you guys know me as, as the few that are here from Calvary Chapel is Pastor Scott. It's good to see a few of you over here and then a few of you in the back and over on the side. I just wanted to say that, yes, I did talk with her last night and I didn't know much about About her ministry. She was kind enough to give me as many materials as she could on the spot and her men were perfect gentlemen to me inside. And for the rest of these seven days that she's here, any of you that come and any of our friends that come, we need to be deeply respectful. We need to show an intense love to them. But above all of those things, we need to spend all of our time at the deepest place of prayer, praying that God indeed would protect all those who hear this false message that comes from her lips, Because God's message is not miracles, but that the shed blood of Jesus Christ would cleanse humble sinners. And when miracles are emphasized, Jesus is denied.
2: Sir, okay, guess what? Go, I didn't say it, they did. You, you all heard the words that he spoke, and his blood is upon his hands, not mine.
0: Paul Crouch is the founder of the Prosperity Gospel Trinity Broadcasting Network before his death in 2013. Here's Paul Crouch teaching that he is a little god. Do you know what else that has settled then tonight? This hue and cry and controversy that has been spawned by the devil to try and bring dissension within the body
2: of Christ? That we are gods. I am a little god. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I have his name. I'm one with him. I'm in covenant relationship. I am a little god. (laughs)
0: Mike Murdoch is a televangelist and seed faith preacher who promises God will repay donations tenfold. Here's Murdoch saying some absolutely disgusting things about what he does with money.
1: I don't know if you do, but I hate old money that's wrinkled and dirty and got all the diseases on it. I like new money, and when I give, uh, when I give things to people, I like to give stacks of money. It's fun. You ever had a stack of new money? Have you? You have it? Have you? A little stack. A little? Oh. And so I, I I made, you know, the big stack where it was brand new. I like brand new money. I just, I don't want any money around me that's not. I'd almost rather have a, a new one than a brand than an old 20. Now that's kind of dumb. Man. But there's something about new money that excites you. You like $100 bills? I like new oh. money too. Oh, most beautiful thing on earth is a $100 bill. I haven't seen a woman as good looking as a $100 bill.
0: Murdoch has said some of the absolute worst things I've ever heard any prosperity preachers say. Chris Vallotton is the senior leader at Bethel Church and is known for a supernatural signs and wonders ministry. Here's Vallotton apologizing for making a false prophecy about Donald Trump winning the presidency.
4: But secondly, I really want to apologize, sincerely apologize, for missing the prophecy. And then later on, I prophesied that he would um, not be impeached, and in fact that he would win another term, and I was completely wrong. I take full responsibility for being wrong, there's no excuse for it, I, I think it Um, it doesn't make me a false prophet, but it does actually create a credibility gap. Well,
0: actually, I do think that if you call something you say a prophecy, and then it's completely wrong, that does kind of make you a false prophet. Todd Bentley is a tattooed Canadian revivalist known for violent faith healings and claims of raising the dead. Bentley has done some of the darkest things I've ever seen a supposed Christian minister do. There is so much violence in what he does.
3: And there's this older lady
2: worshiping right in front of the platform. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, the gift of faith came on me. He said, kick her in the face
3: with your biker boot. I
2: inched
0: closer and I went like this. And just as my boot made contact with her nose, she fell into the power of God. Obviously, this is just unchristian. It's positively satanic the kinds of things that Todd Bentley does in the name of Jesus Christ. Cindy Jacobs is a self proclaimed, respected prophet of the New Apostolic Reformation who engages in mystical practices. Here's Cindy telling people to give her whatever stash of money they have.
1: Tonight! I'm boldly asking you with Apology. Some of you have a stash. (laughs) What is a stash? Something you've been squirreling away. Maybe you need to get it out of the bank. You know, but I want to say, everybody gives something. I mean, even if you have a pocket full of change, you know, that's okay. But I want to say to you, you gotta move heaven. Give and it shall be given unto you. This is another
0: classic example of twisting scripture to get people to give money to prosperity preachers. Mike Bickle is the founder of the International House of Prayer, which is known for prophecy and a strong emphasis on end times. Take a look at some of the unbelievable things that happens at Bickle's International House of Prayer, and you decide if this is remotely biblical or not.
3: Did he walk on water? And the father knew what he was doing because I wound up here. I got delivered. I got signed, sealed, and delivered. And it's a demonic sight. There's many people out have it. Oh. Ugh. When so I, the Lord
4: began touching you here and then
3: you went home. Yeah. At Christmas.
1: Yeah. And then they put their hand on my stomach. And I felt like someone punched me in the stomach as hard as they could.
4: And then. <laughs>
0: Rick Joyner is a charismatic pastor who claims to have prophetic visions of the future. Here's Joyner basically making a prophecy that the Carolina Panthers would win the Super Bowl and that as a result, revival would break out across the nation. He
1: said, okay, now Panthers win this year. We know it's all hands on deck. And we are going to see the outbreak of the, I believe the third great
0: awakening. But of course the Panthers did not win the Super Bowl that year. Andrew Womack is a televangelist who preaches faith healing and prosperity theology. Here's a clip of Justin Peters confronting false teaching at Womack's Harris Bible College and then getting kicked out. You won't
3: see me, but you will hear my voice. Okay. sure, thank you. If it is always God's will to be physically healed, then what do we do with all the many examples in Scripture, Old and New Testament? Uh, faithful servants of God who were not healed, who were sick and were not healed. We could look at, we could look at David. In my book, he healed them
1: all. Well,
3: Jesus in John chapter 5 told Bethesda, to heal one out of the multitude.
1: That's because it's they were
2: looking to him and were following well, say him. Say, for example. Are you going to argue with me? What are we
1: doing here? No, I'm just like a, a... Well, I'm trying to answer you. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, what's answering? But
3: apparently, a year or so ago, he issued a, an order, an edict, or whatever you want to call it, that uh, banned yours truly from Karis Bible College, and uh, I had no idea. But kind of in putting the pieces of the puzzle together, apparently, this he probably made this decision after I put up my uh, first video, my visit to Karis, nine months or so ago. This
0: kind of teaching about healing is extremely dangerous and harmful for people who don't experience this kind of healing that these preachers promise this. Rachel Held Evans is a Christian author who challenged evangelical culture and championed women in ministry. Here's a clip of Rachel challenging the idea that God created women to have particular roles that are different from men in the church and family.
2: Growing up in the church, I always heard a lot from pastors and Sunday school teachers about the importance of pursuing biblical womanhood. And the emphasis was always on keeping the home, becoming a mother, nurturing that gentle and quiet spirit, and stepping aside so that men could lead. And I began to wonder, did biblical womanhood require that I change my personality, my gifts, my relationships, even my calling.
0: Once a person compromises on one aspect of scripture, it becomes natural to them also to compromise on other parts of scripture as well. Nadia Boltz-Weber is a Lutheran minister who advocates for inclusion in a way that is contrary to scripture. Here's Nadia encouraging sexual immorality and freedom among Christians.
2: If God is so concerned about us not experiencing pleasure, how do you explain the clitoris, right? Literally, the only purpose of the clitoris is female sexual pleasure. That was given to us by the Creator, right? So to me, it's like going back to origin is really important with this stuff and really teasing apart other people's BS about it because it's all meant to lead us into freedom.
0: Nadia is about as non-Christian as any professing Christian teacher can get. Raphael Warnock is a progressive black pastor and theologian. Here is Warnock defending the idea that it's acceptable to end the lives of pre-born children.
3: You have not been shy about saying you're a pro-choice pastor. You know, to some Christians out there at least, they're probably sitting at home and saying, well, this guy's not a real
1: Christian then. I mean, my, my faith is so basic to who I am. I don't feel a need to uh, defend uh, my Christian identity. I'm a man of faith. I love the Lord with all my heart, my soul, my mind and my strength. And um, Christians have a whole range of differences on a whole range of issues.
0: But there are some issues that really aren't debatable and the sanctity of life is one of them. Justin Pearson is an American activist and politician. I just included him here because of this unbelievable prayer he prayed in a church. Would you mind going ahead and praying with me now, Mother God, Creator God, Loving God, Holy God. Take this your servant made from dust and connected with the raw materials of stardust. Mother God. Pearson just completely ignores the Bible always referring to God as Father and with masculine pronouns. Todd Kuntz is a televangelist who has been investigated for taking donations and spending them on a lavish lifestyle. Here's a clip of Kuntz doing what prosperity preachers do. But
2: I'm going to ask you to name this seed your turnaround seed. You see, I believe over the next 60 days that there's an anointing for a turnaround right now. That there's an anointing for a turnaround right now. That there's an anointing for a turnaround right
0: now. Just sow a seed into my ministry and God will turn your life around. Absolutely disgusting. Joseph Prince is a megachurch pastor in Singapore who emphasizes financial blessings from God's favor. Here's Prince demonstrating that he doesn't understand the concept of repentance which is a foundational concept within Christianity.
3: You know the word repentance uh, like Joel said is from the Greek word metanoia which literally means change your mind and uh, every time like Joel or me preaching the word without using the word repentance sometimes but people's minds are being changed all the time from thinking this way negatively to thinking positively from depression to having a positive expectation of good. You know repentance is going on all the time in Joel's church, in my church, and hopefully in your church as well.
0: But repentance involves far more than just going from thinking negatively to thinking positively. It has to do with sorrow over sin and resolving to turn away from sin towards obedience to God. Chad Veach is the young pastor of a hip Los Angeles church that has been criticized for shallow prosperity gospel light sermons. The New York Times wrote a glowing article about Chad Veach which included this, Mr. Veach believes he can save souls by being the hip and happy-go-lucky preacher, the one you want to share a bowl of a kai with, at Backyard Bowls on Beverly Boulevard, who declines to publicly discuss politics in the Trump era because it's hard to minister if no one wants to come to church. Jesus is supposed to be fun, right? Well, no. Jesus tells us about our sin and calls us to faith and repentance that's not really supposed to be fun. Robert Morris is a Texas megachurch pastor who teaches that God rewards generous tithing with financial blessings. Here is Morris teaching the heretical kenosis doctrine, which teaches that Jesus gave up his divinity.
1: Even though Jesus was fully God, he completely laid down his divinity when he was on this earth. Completely. So that he could be fully human.
0: This heresy is also taught by Bill Johnson.
4: Do you know that Jesus so restricted his function on earth that he actually couldn't heal anyone? multiply food he couldn't cast out devils he couldn't do any of that stuff because he had restricted himself to the life of a human being that would have to be dependent on the father
0: Patricia King is a charismatic TV host who promotes faith healing and prophecy in the new apostolic reformation movement. Here is an example of the kinds of crazy things Patricia teaches.
2: Today, I have a message on the ox anointing. It was in 1999, we are doing an event called Apostolic Oil. And during that prayer time, I felt the Spirit of God come on me. And all of a sudden, I I fell down on my knees and onto the floor with my hands in front of me. So, in other words, I was on all fours sort of thing, and I started feeling in my body like I was was no longer a human. I felt like I was me, but I was an ox instead of a human. I was an ox.
0: Um, yeah, that's not in the Bible. Robert Tilton is a televangelist who is known for mailing donors prosperity prayer cloths in exchange for gifts to his ministry Here's Tilton criticizing his audience for not giving one thousand dollars to his ministry
3: And you need to make a vow of faith of thousand dollars Oh, Bob, couldn't you say 25? No! You can't make a thousand dollar vow of faith I'm saying in faith We got people that don't have teenagers that have no, hardly nothing going for them Got enough faith to make a thousand dollar vow and send them five dollars here and ten dollars there As God begins to move like a whirlwind
0: in their Hilton is simply one of the absolute worst of the prosperity gospel preachers. Benny Hinn is a supposed faith healer who claims to cure diseases and disabilities at revival events. Let's talk about Benny Hinn's supposed repentance of teaching the prosperity gospel, which a lot of people made a big deal about. And
4: I will tell you now something that it is it's gonna shock you. I think it's an offense to the Lord. It's an offense to say give a thousand dollars. I think it's offense to the Holy Spirit to place a price on the gospel. I'm done with it. I will never again ask you to give a thousand or whatever amounts because I think the Holy Ghost is just fed up with it.
0: But interestingly, immediately after this supposed repentance, Benny went on to continue doing the exact same thing he has always done. This clip is from after Benny's supposed repentance, and he says pretty much the exact same thing in all of his videos.
4: Now, Lord, as they ask you and as they sow in faith, in faith, let that miracle come right on time. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, and God's people said amen. All right, it's right now time to give. I want you to go while the anointing is flowing, go and sow your right now. Right this minute. On the platform you are watching me on.
0: Benny may not specifically ask for a thousand dollars anymore, but he's basically teaching the exact same thing he always has. Paula White not only teaches prosperity gospel theology, she was chosen to be President Donald Trump's very own pastor and advisor. Here's an absolutely off-the-wall prayer service that Paula did for the president.
2: For I hear victory, 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 victory in the quarters of heaven. In the quarters of heaven, victory, 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 victory. victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched
1: right now. Hamanda, ata, ata, raka, baka, sanda, ata, ambo, osa, rite, eka, banda. Have
2: even disp- from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right
0: now. Of course, Paula also has a ton of heretical prosperity and word of faith teachings as well. But that clip of Paula praying basically sums up how seriously we should take her quote unquote ministry. Jesse Duplantis is one of the worst prosperity gospel charlatans out there today, and has even claimed that God told him he wants his followers to be rich. Duplantis has also made up some of the most blasphemous and unbelievable stories I have ever heard in my life. Here's Duplantis talking about comforting Jesus, which is absolutely disgusting.
2: Now he's got tears in his eyes when he's saying this now. He's swelling up in tears in
3: his eyes. Man, it's touching my heart. I want to reach out to him and comfort him. Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't say this at the believers, man, I put my hand on the Lord and I, I just kinda, I didn't know what, what? what you know if somebody you love you you do that you know i mean i don't know he said i dread that day i dread it then i realized that god needs our love i didn't
4: realize how much he needed me i've always thought of me needing him you know how much he needed me i said i'll do anything for you i said that may be a rash statement i said peter said that
0: i said but far as i know i will do anything for you." And he smiled at He said, I chose you. He said, no one else wanted you. But I need you, boy. I need you, Jesse. God needs Jesse? No, of course Jesus doesn't need Jesse. And Jesus would never say that kind of nonsense. Creflo Dollar is most well-known for his prosperity theology and wanting donations to buy a $65 million jet. Here's Creflo Dollar getting really, really excited about money. I'm
3: not talking next week. I'm not talking about next month. I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking about now prosperity. I'm talking about now deliverance. I'm talking about now money. I'm talking about now promotion. I'm talking about now. Hallelujah! Now is the time.
0: Some people say that Creflo repented of teaching the prosperity gospel, but even in his supposed repentance, Creflo explicitly did not apologize for anything.
3: I won't apologize, because if it wasn't for me going down that route, I would have never ended up where I am right now. But I will say that I have no shame at all at saying to you, throw away every book, every tape, and every video I ever did on the subject of tithing, unless it lines up
1: with this.
0: Well, Creflo, if your teaching was really that bad, maybe you should apologize about it. Stephen Furtick is one of the most popular megachurch pastors in the country and preaches very man-centered sermons, oftentimes with very questionable theology. Furtick's sermons are filled with the idea of human potential and the potential always being in you.
3: And the process of discipleship
4: is not God changing you into something else. It's him revealing
0: who you've been all along. However, the clear teaching of Scripture is that apart from the grace of God, we are all miserable, wretched sinners who deserve hell and the wrath of God. Any goodness or potential within us comes from God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Joyce Meyer is another proponent of the prosperity gospel who has also taught all sorts of other heresies as well. She is so popular and mainstream today that even Chris Tomlin has led worship at her conferences. Joyce actually believes that she no longer sins.
1: I am not poor. Miserable, and I am not a sinner. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is what I were, and if I still was, then Jesus died in vain. I'm going to tell you something, folks. I didn't stop sinning until I finally got it through my sick head. I wasn't a sinner anymore. And the religious world thinks that's heresy and they want to hang you for it. But the Bible says that I'm righteous and I can't be righteous and be a sinner at the same time.
0: Clearly, Joyce has not read 1 John 1 which clearly says if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is. Is not in us. And here's Joyce not feeling bad at all about deceiving people who are poor and needy into giving money to her ministry.
2: Sometimes your message will be heard by someone in the most dire circumstances. It's a sort of roulette wheel, a sort of gamble with God. Okay, well I can't pay the rent, but
0: I'll give it to Joyce and we'll see what happens. Do you worry at all that yeah, that happens. I, I totally know. I don't worry about that.
3: Joyce S. Meyer says, I, no, to- I totally don't worry about that. Well, I'm sure she doesn't, but she should.
0: T.D. Jakes is one of the worst proponents of the prosperity gospel, which might be one reason why he is Oprah's favorite pastor. God
1: will always use whatever you got left! The, the, the blessing isn't in what you lost, the blessing is in what you got left! And if you will sow what you got left, God said I'll give you back whatever! Listening to the sermon today, I understood very clearly because God doesn't just bless you and say enough. He allows your cup to run it over.
0: Bodhi Baugham wrote this about T.D. Jakes. Even if Jakes had come out with a statement on the doctrine of the Trinity, it would not have done anything to change the fact that he preaches another gospel. Having studied the Word of Faith movement and seen the devastation it leaves in its wake, I was disinclined to stand shoulder to shoulder with the man who has been this country's most popular purveyor of this heresy in the past two decades. Joel Osteen is the pastor of the largest church in America and is known for preaching a feel-good, self-help version of Christianity. He blatantly teaches heretical Word of Faith doctrines.
2: You are where you are today in part because of what you've been saying about yourself. Words are like seeds. When you speak something out, you give life to what you're saying. If you continue to say it, eventually that can become a reality. Whether you realize it or not, you are prophesying your future. That's not just being positive. You are prophesying victory, prophesying success, prophesying new levels. Your life will move in the direction of your words.
0: Joel also teaches that people are innately good.
2: In dealing with people for several years, thousands of people, one thing I can tell you is 99.9% of people are not bad people. They may make poor choices, but deep down, they've got a good heart. They want to do what's right.
0: But of course, the idea that people are naturally good is completely the opposite of what Christianity really teaches.
3: Joel Osteen says that one thing he can assure us is that 99.9% of people are not bad people. Well, What does the Bible have to say about this? Apostle Paul seems to think differently. He says, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none who does good, no not one. Friends, 99.9% of people are not good people. 100% of people are bad people.
0: Joel's teachings are utterly man-centered, and the only time he even mentions sin and repentance are in a token altar call at the end of his services, despite never actually explaining what sin and repentance mean to the people he is inviting to repent of sin.
2: You need to understand that he is a pagan religionist in every sense. He's a quasi-pantheist. Jesus is a footnote that satisfies his
0: critics and deceives his followers. Kenneth Copeland is probably the most notorious of all prosperity preachers. Here is Copeland unashamedly putting himself in the place of God.
3: When I read in the Bible where he says I am, I just smile and say yes, I
1: am too.
0: That is just absolutely blasphemous. Scripture gives us no reason to call ourselves I am. That name is reserved for God and God alone. Copeland has an enormous number of other false teachings, but we'll just stop there for now. As Christians, let us hold fast to what Scripture actually and clearly teaches, instead of being deceived by false teachers to direct our attention away from the true gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: They are people who in the name of Jesus pervert the gospel and misrepresent Jesus and they must be contended
2: from Benny Hinn to Marilyn Hickey to Frederick Price to Joyce Meyer to Kenneth Copeland to John Hagee, Robert Tilton, Kuntz, Roberts, Hagen, all of them, all the way down to
1: Paula White. They must be refuted.
3: These people are not Christians. They are not Christians. They do not know the God of the Bible. They
1: must be exposed.
3: Everyone in the world that is involved in Christianity knows that America is the birthplace of every heretical teaching on the face of the earth almost.
1: Why? Because if you pervert the gospel and misrepresent Jesus, You undermine salvation.
0: Hi, my name is Michael. The Apostle Peter says that we as Christians are exiles in this world. Would you consider joining me as an exile by subscribing to this channel and watching these videos until the end? That will help spread this message to more and more people. I also have a Patreon page. If you want to help fund the creation of more videos faster, one perk, among others, includes behind the scenes videos from the actual person behind this channel. Hello there, this is Michael. I hope you're all having a great day. I will see you in the next video and remember this world is not our